Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another PC Boys podcast. It is Logan. I hope you all are having a great day. So I kind of want to cover some house cleaning things before I begin. So I am, I finally found out a way to be able to upload my 1000 play podcast or well, not podcast, but event. Um, I did some alien isolation gameplay. I'm going to have that put up on YouTube. I just got to go in and confirm my phone number and stuff and whatnot. And then I will be able to upload it. And then I will put the link on the Facebook page. So if you want to find it the easiest, because normally if it's a small channel, which my channel won't have like any subscribers, it'll be because it will be very brand new. So just go to the Facebook page and click on the link to get to the exact video. So that's what I'm just going to do. I'm just going to put the link in on Facebook so you guys can go watch it. Um, and Facebook, I can't live stream on there anymore, so we're gonna have to do, like, a YouTube thing for gaming for the future, and when it comes to, like, live stream podcasts, I don't know exactly what we're gonna be able to do about that. There probably won't be any live stream podcasts, but I might record some podcasts and then put them up on YouTube as well, so I might start doing that, um... But doing that once in a while, kind of like I was doing with the live stuff. But that way you have, like, some face podcasts so you can actually see, like, my actual face when I'm doing everything. So those are kind of the first few things. Uh, Another house cleaning thing is I haven't been doing a lot of podcasts lately because there's been some health problems within the last few weeks in my family with my grandmother. So I've been putting a lot of my time and effort into, you know, figuring out what's going on with her. And staying updated rather than looking up stuff to podcast about. But everything we're talking about today is stuff that's come out and or is very uh, coming out very soon, uh, like tomorrow. Um, so today's stuff is kind of relevant as to things that have already kind of happened rather than me doing two hours of research on the internet for something to talk about. So yeah, I haven't been doing much research because I've been with this whole family health stuff so there hasn't been much podcasting compared to normal that's why i did like the alien stuff we're gonna continue to go down the line of like the alien and predator movies and stuff but um we're gonna do that like on a slow news week or just a slow week in general but so uh first up on the agenda and i'm gonna split these all into different segments and have um transitions in each segment We're going to talk about the Black Widow trailer, the final trailer. So I was not expecting this trailer to drop. I was kind of just in class, I believe it came out a few days ago, and I was just, you know, chilling. And I go on YouTube and I was like, oh, fuck, a new Black Widow trailer's out. Let's see what they got. Because at this point, you know, there's a lot of people saying, like, why do we need a Black Widow movie? She's dead. In my opinion, I've always wanted a Black Widow movie. And I get it's like a really late movie at this point, like it's seven years late, but... For me, I think that um, I'm. I mean, I'm gonna love this movie anyways. Like, I'm. I'm gonna be intro. When I say love, I'm. I mean interested. I'm gonna be interested in seeing this movie anyways, regardless if I know what happens to Black Widow or not. Because I'm just. I'm a huge MCU fan. I like to know everything that's going on, and I've always wanted a Black Widow movie. And not to mention that they put Taskmaster in this movie is another big reason I'm going to see this because he's my favorite Marvel villain of all time. Um. I can't remember if I said a while ago if he was one of my favorites or my favorite, but he's within that time, he's definitely climbed to be my number one favorite. Be, I don't know if there's just something about Taskmaster. I just like his ability to be able to mimic fight styles and fight moves and be able to predict them and just you know pretty much kick everybody's ass with their own moves. So that's pretty cool. 
But, so yeah, the Black Widow final trailer was probably the best trailer that they've had for this movie so far. And we finally get to see more family aspects of everything. And my guess is obviously because um, Red Guardian, Alexi, um, he's acting like Scarlett Johansson, a.k.a. Black Widow's father. Not actual father, because we know in Endgame and learned that it's Ivan. That's her name, father's name. But I'm pretty sure he adopted Natasha anyways in the comics. So there's all confusion about her father, but... What we do know is that he's playing a stepfather role. Where if you know in the comics, especially among Black Widow's origins, Alexi, Red Guardian, and Black Widow were married. So there's definitely a monumental switch there. So that's different. Um, and then we, of course, have um, Taskmaster. And we finally get to see, like, you know, why he's the main, main antagonist. So he is now running the Red Room, which we learned in Avengers Age of Ultron that the Red Room is um, pretty much this place where they learn to become, you know, a s assassin. And they have their ceremony where they can't have kids and stuff. But obviously the Red Room and the whole Black Widow program is a lot more advanced now than when you know, Natasha went through it, so the tactics or the weapons might be different nowadays, but Taskmaster's behind it all. Now, I'm still very worried for Taskmaster, because as much as I love his character in the comics, I'm very worried that they're gonna go the route of Stark Tech, because as of right now, like, they could do reshoots, they could, uh, or they might have already, I, like I said, last two weeks, I have not checked up on anything, last time, I didn't hear about anything, but... Um, either reshoots or just doing something small to make it so that way it's not Stark tech. Because if Taskmaster is just watching videos, which you see in the trailer, him watching and observing uh, Black Widow and Iron Man 2 fighting, it's kind of like, okay, so if they make the Stark tech just recording the fight styles and then just relaying it to the man in the suit, that's kind of stupid. Like, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of taking Taskmaster, which, by the way, they're keeping him very secretive um, as to who's playing the character. Obviously, like, the character identity. Um, Yelena, I think that that's uh, Black Widow's sister's name in, in this movie, uh, mentioned that it's a he. So if it is, in fact, a he, it is what you would expect from the comics. Like, that is who Taskmaster is. It's just, it's, it's, it's the guy from the comics. Now, yes. I don't remember his name, like his all, like I know his name is Taskmaster, but I don't know like his mask, his name when he's not in the mask and stuff. I, cause you know, I haven't read it in a while and that, and you know, I just, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a good, good while since I've read that comic series or anything with Taskmaster in it. I just remember Taskmaster. I just don't remember his alter ego name. I know that when he was a kid that he watched like Cowboys and Indians on TV and he was able to, and he had like a, a uh, photographic memory and then he worked for S.H.I.E.L.D. and he had, he injected this like serum into him, the steroid or whatever. But I think it was referred to as like a alternative super soldier serum that made Captain America and made him be able to instantaneously remember fight moves and predict fight moves of people that he observes, but at the same time, he has mental loss. So, like, I know Taskmaster, the character, I just forgot the name of the alter ego. 
Same thing with Red Guardian. Except the worst thing is with Red Guardian, I didn't even know his name was Alexi until I did all my research. Because half the comics that I've read was back when I was like a little, little kid. Like six, seven. Like I was paying attention to names back then. I can't, Like for crying out loud, the Arizona Cardinals, I called the Redbirds. Didn't even give them the real name until I got older. So yeah, when it comes to Taskmaster and stuff, um, he is like he is in the comics. Uh, for the most part that we know right now. Like that it's the same guy. Like the character, alter ego, everything at the moment. Uh, except for his power set. That's the only real thing that's in question at the moment. And obviously who's pl- the actor playing Taskmaster, that's also in question. But other than um, ta- who's playing Taskmaster as an actor and is it Stark Tech giving him powers, he's pretty much the same guys in the comics that we know of so far. Which is good. It's just those two things can be big keys if if I really like. No, I'm going to like Taskmaster anyways, but if it's going to be like one of those cons that I have with the movie. Because I got to talk with Armin from Comic Book Cast 2, and he does uh, podcast stuff on YouTube, and I look up to him, and I love their podcasts. But I was uh, talking to him about how I really hate how Iron Man is like the cause of all the villains now in the MCU or has something to do with everything. And it's just kind of like, you know, just let Iron Man die. Just leave him alone. Let his legacy go and like bring in people that have no ties to Stark. But granted, this movie's between Civil War and Infinity War. So I can see why Iron Man would be a little bit involved. But I hope Iron Man isn't like a major stay in this movie. I hope maybe it's like an audio. Nothing big. Um, but, so yeah, the, the trailer looks great, the action scenes, oh my fucking gosh, I gotta tell you, okay, so, I think the first action scene that really gripped me into this trailer is when I saw the Black Widows bursting through the fucking ceiling, that was badass, and then they start shooting, I don't know what they're shooting at, I didn't see what they were shooting at, but, um, it, it was still like, wow, okay, this is gonna be a good spy movie, right, and then when we get to see freaking um, Taskmaster pull out T'Challa's claws. I was like, okay. Because before this, we knew that he had copied the moves of Black Widow, Captain America, and Hawkeye. That is all we knew a little while ago. Now we see two more superheroes. And I know what you're saying, too. He also copied Spider-Man's movements. And I know what you're probably thinking to yourself. Where did you see Spider-Man's movement? Well, when he went to kick Red Guardian and he did a backflip and how he landed, tell me that doesn't look like Spider-Man. Tell me it doesn't, because I will tell you it does. Either that or it's another Black Panther move, but those are the only two that it can be. It's either Black Panther move or Spider-Man. I'm going to say it's Spider-Man, but he definitely has Black Panther's claws, which I'm curious to find out if that's Vibranium and the shield. If that's Vibranium, I assume they are, but I don't know. Taskmaster is such an interesting character because he legitimately makes the Avengers have a run for their money because he is all of them, essentially. He, I mean, he's not like Thor or the Hulk, but like the ones that he can actually replicate, he's pretty much like them. You know, he's fine against Spider-Man. Spider-Man's beaten him, but it took Spider-Man a little while for him to be like, okay, he's just kind of copying my movements. So now I need to like switch things up that he wouldn't expect. And then Deadpool beat him in the comics because Deadpool isn't, you know, he's very unpredictable. And he can also blow himself up and still kill you. So, like, Taskmaster couldn't really beat Deadpool because of his unpredictability. 
Spider-Man just had to switch up his shit to fight Taskmaster. But they're doing a really great job with Taskmaster and Black Widow. These two characters, they got nailed right now. Right now, as of what I'm seeing in the trailers, Black Widow looks badass. She's coming back, getting her family together, trying to shut down the Black Widow program, which essentially is kind of what this whole movie is based off of. Like, she comes back, gets back with her family, but at the same time are going to go stop the Black Widow program, which is headed by Taskmaster. And then Taskmaster's out here, you know, uh, observing and remembering the fight moves of many Avengers, and he's performing them very well, and he he's mysterious. We don't know who the fuck's playing the character. They're keeping that very secretive, and Marvel better keep that up. They better not, like, oh, yeah, by the way, be- the day before we release the movie, this is who's playing Taskmaster. Don't fucking do that. I want that shit to be a surprise in the theater, but... I'm very excited about that. Red Guardian, we don't we don't really still have a lot about Red Guardian or the other cast uh, among the most. I mean, Yelena, we know that that's going to be Black Widow's sister, but like we don't know exactly like if we're going to get to see some of her backstory when Black Widow left. Like there's so much stuff going to be put in this movie about family and about Black Widow's past and maybe even the other characters past because i want to know how fucking red guardian and black widow are like you know how they're close and how they're you know related and whatnot like i need i need to see this stuff like this is the stuff that they need to go in depth with in this movie the action looks great i'm not worried about the action you can have a great action movie but if your story shit and your character development shit i'm gonna have a problem so far with taskmaster and black widow those two characters i'm not worried about at all yelena i'm not too worried about at the moment but i don't know much about her character even in the comics i'm not very familiar with her character like i'm a lot more familiar with the winter guard which is like the soviet version of the avengers i'm more familiar with them and i didn't read a lot of their comics i think i might have read like one or two or or one or two comics that involved the winter guard I know more about the Winter Guard than I do Yelena's character. <laughs> so, if that says anything, I don't really know much about her character. I know more about the Red Guardian, I think, than... Except for Black Widow and Taskmaster. I know the most about the, those top two. Red Guardian would be third than the rest. I, I fucking... I don't know. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm pretty interested. Now, let's talk about where one of these battle scenes take place it looks like it's in the mountains in russia because it's snowy and shit my question is are we gonna have mutants in this movie because if you ask me i think we could i mean i'm pretty sure they said that like a mutant was gonna break out with red guardian and that was gonna be like the first mutant in the mcu other than the new mutants you know, but I mean, other than that, this was going to be like the first mutant. I was like, okay, you know, I'm down with that. But then, you know, it's like, but will there be more mutants? Like, will there be more things than just the Black Widow program within this facility? I don't know what the facility is and where, and like, we know that it's in Russia somewhere, but that's it. So I'm just curious to see what other people are, or mutants are in this facility. Because I feel like the Black Widow program can't be the only thing in this movie, right? Like, nobody can tell me that that's got to be the only thing they have planned in here. Like, they got to have something else planned in here. Um, But I'm excited either way. This movie's going to be awesome. Action looks good. Taskmaster looks great. Black Widow's character development looks good. The supporting cast looks good so far. I can't wait to see how their character development um, is developed. (laughs) 
And uh, I also can't wait to see Red Guardian in action. Because I love David Harbour. We we all love Stranger Things. Like, let's be honest here. We all love Stranger Things, which I will be covering once. You know, they did have a Stranger Things Season 4 trailer. But they they were just like, oh, Hopper's alive in a gulag camp. And it's like, okay, we fucking know that. Tell us something we don't know. Like, I'm not going to report on that because we already knew that he was alive. Or most of us did anyways. But. So yeah, um, I will keep you guys updated on Black Widow uh, with the more news that I hear about it. I haven't heard a fuck ton about it. You know, this trailer is kind of just like the newest thing. And I was just like, okay. But I find it funny that they launched a final trailer two months out from the movie's release. Like we're in March. The movie doesn't release until May 1st. So I mean, from now to Black Widow, like we got Doom Eternal. We have Resident Evil and Predator Hunting Grounds. Like we have like three major things. Well, I have three major things to talk about up until Black Widow's release, which will keep us quite uh, engaged. Um, I do want to say that uh, I will be doing a Doom Eternal review once I beat in that game, talking about the gameplay. Um, I'll be talking about everything, uh, but we'll break that down because we're talking about Doom Eternal later. Uh, that will be our last subject. But so, thank you very much for listening. Uh, to the Black Widow segment of this podcast. Uh, for the rest of the podcast, we're going to be covering Call of Duty Warzone next and then Doom Eternal. So if you're not into Call of Duty or it's Battle Royale uh, that came out yesterday or Doom Eternal, then I would suggest just leaving the podcast at this point because that's what we're going into next. But thank you very much for listening to the Black Widow segment of this podcast. And we'll be right back with our next segment. And welcome back to the PC Boys Podcast. So we are moving on to our second segment of the day of Call of Duty Warzone, the free battle royale for everybody that launched yesterday. Uh, It launched, I believe, for everybody that already owns Modern Warfare at like 12 o'clock at night, but for people that wanted to play it just free to play and who don't own Modern Warfare, it came out, I believe, 3 p.m. Eastern time yesterday. So let's talk about Warzone. So Warzone is... Pretty much if you play the Spec Ops map in Modern Warfare or watch gameplay on it, you're essentially knowing what you're getting yourself into. However, they did add some new uh, locations and buildings uh, among the very familiar buildings that were not there before. Um, So this is how things work. So first of all, at the beginning of the match in the lobby, you can choose to either play Battle Royale and Plunder. Now, Battle Royale is your standard, you know, Battle Royale, you know, you play till the last man stands. Pretty simple. Plunder is different. Plunder is a version of Battle Royale where there is no closing circle and you use the entire map. You can respawn and you're trying to collect the most amount of money and the person and the team with the most amount of money at the end wins. That is Plunder. I have yet to play Plunder because I'm more just into the you know simple Battle Royale. But I got to say it's it's nice that they have a, a different variety. They also give you a few practice modes. You have battle or excuse me, warzone orientation, where you if when completing the orientation you get a skin, and then there's battle royale practice where you drop into an already enclosed circle and fight against bots, and in return you get a weapon variant. I believe it's the EBR, a EBR variant, which I like to call the fucking M14 because they're practically the same gun. But anyways, so. There's that. So, jumping into a game of Warzone Battle Royale, because I've played the Battle Royale part. I haven't played Plunder. So, 
you jump in with a pistol. Everybody starts with a pistol. So it's different than other battle royales in the sense of where you actually get to drop in with a starting weapon. That's nice. So you choose where you want to drop. And there it's trio squads. So at the moment, you can either play solo against trio squads or you can play trio against other trio squads. They're going to add more playlists in the future. My guesses are probably like duos, solos, and even 4v4s. But other than that, um, I wouldn't expect anything until then. But they're going to be adding more playlists as uh, time goes on. So, uh, when you get on the ground, it's like you would expect in like Fortnite or Apex or something. You know, you find these crates which contain ammo, which contain guns, and uh, field upgrades. Which in Call of Duty Modern Warfare, they're like, you know, either ammo boxes or um, or high caliber rounds. I believe that's what they're called, high caliber. Uh or no, uh, stopping power rounds, um, or you can get uh, a recon drone. Like there's a few different ones that you can get. Now, how health works in this game? You start off with 150, no, 200 health. So your health regenerates automatically. You can find stims on the map and heal yourself if you're in a dire situation. However, you do uh, you do not need to pick up med kits. Because your health regenerates automatically. However, you do want to pick up body armor plates. And you can carry five at a time in reserves. And three total on, like, you know, active on your person. And this will combine your health because each body armor is 50 apiece. So you start off with a default 100. You add three. You have about 250 health uh, with a full body armor plate. And trust me, you're going to want plates. Because if you go up with just... The standard 100 health against somebody that even has one plate on, they will fucking kill you. And trust me, I've tried contesting people. You will die. So, always have at least one body armor plate on you to be able to contest people in a gunfight. Number two, how do weapon attachments work? Well, it's not like Blackout, where you drop in, you find a base weapon, and then you pick up attachments along the way. The only way to get attachments on a gun is to pick up a rare... Um, a rare, legendary, or epic gun. Now, the higher the rarity, the more attachments on the gun. You do not get to choose them. They're already preset on the weapon. So if you get a gold weapon, you have five attachments. When you get, I believe, a purple, it's three, and then blue, two, or one. So that's how the attachment gun system works. And then, of course, if you get a common, which is a gray, you just get a base gun. That's it. And one thing I like about Warzone as well, you can just walk over ammo and it immediately picks it up. It immediately picks up what you need. Also, you can pick up gas masks. Now, in other battle royales, such as Apex Legends or Fortnite, once you're in the storm or you're in, uh, you know, the zone or, you know, the zone is closed in on you and, you know, you're in the, the, I don't know, warning area and you're losing health. In Warzone, you have 12 seconds to with a gas mask so essentially in warzone instead of having the storm like in fortnite it's gas and this gas encloses you and when you get stuck behind the gas you take health and you lose health rapidly and you die but however if you are um if you have a gas mask uh on your person you can stand into you can stand in the gas for 12 seconds without taking damage once the gas mask breaks you're gonna want to hope to get your fucking ass out of that gas because you are gonna start losing health rapidly so gas masks kind of give you like a 12 second 
um, ha- uh, kickstart to be able to try to get, you know, out of the gas. But if the gas is moving at a fast rate, good luck getting out of it. So how does the reviving system work or the death system? This is very interesting. So you obviously revive people as you could normally. However, you can buy self-revive kits. Now, in this battle royale, you have currency. You have money, a.k.a. plunder, that you can pick up in buildings, off of dead bodies. And this plunder helps you buy resources at buy stations. At buy stations, you can buy armor plates. You can buy ammo drops. You can redeploy a... Uh, downed friendly so for instance if one of your teammates die and they're out of the game spectating you can spend four thousand five hundred points to bring them back in the game as many times as you want whenever you want as long as you have the money okay so it's kind of like fortnite's respawn token or apex legends respawn token except you have to pay money to revive them in my opinion, I think getting the to- uh, the card would be a lot easier. But then again, though, this this does make it so like you don't have to worry about getting a card before it expires. So that way, like you don't have to worry about no card expiring. You can legit revive them whenever you want. You don't got to have a card on you or anything. You just got to have the money. So in ways, it kind of balances out the problems that Fortnite and Apex have, which is pretty cool. You can also buy kill streaks from multiplayer to use in Battle Royale. I hear a lot of precision airstrikes going off around me. I've actually been killed by one. I was running across across a field. Somebody called it in from the building behind me, and I got fucking mowed down. So you want to be careful when it comes to kill streaks because somebody's gonna fuck up your day. Okay, so other things that you can buy in these stations: a custom loadout package. Now, what's a custom logo loadout package, Logan? Well, I'm gonna tell you. So. You know how in regular Call of Duty multiplayer, you have a creative class system? It's like that, but for Battle Royale. Now, if you already own Modern Warfare and you have set classes made for multiplayer and spec ops, those classes carry over to Battle Royale. And if you were to buy Modern Warfare, you know, later on, uh, and you've just been playing Warzone for free, your classes will carry over to the other modes with the game, the full game. So essentially what you do in Warzone is you... Uh, create a class, and when you either go to a buy station and buy a a personal uh, weapon or personal loadout uh, supply drop, you throw it on the ground, or they will uh, they will fall for free out of the sky randomly. But it's going to be a very highly contested area. And what you do is you run up and you select any custom class you want. And this is the only way, by the way, you can get perks in uh, Battle Royale. The only way you can get perks is getting your own custom. Um, getting your own custom class. So when you get, like, there's no restrictions or anything. Like, all the the um, attachments on your guns, everything inside of your class, including perks, everything, you get to use it all. So you get, you have all your classes available for you to use, and you don't got to spend any money if you decide to go the free route and get to one, or you can buy one and then get it that way. But your classes, your custom classes, are pretty much like a guaranteed win. Like, or that are guaranteed to get far. Because if you use your own custom class, you are going to get far. You're going to get further than others. Because you'll have people out there with base weapons. And you'll be going with your like five, you know, five attachment pistol or assault rifle sniper. And you're going to fuck up people on the battlefield pretty hard. Now, another thing, uh, a tip that I suggest for people playing Battle Royale. You want to have a sniper. This fucking map is huge. People can snipe you from buildings out in the middle of fields. 
You want to have a sniper. You want to be able to cover as much of the fucking land as possible and have it in your sights. Because if you don't, somebody's going to fucking take advantage of that and snipe you. So always have a sniper or a friend on your team with a sniper rifle. Okay? Just saying. So, what happens when you die? Because in other Battle Royales, when you die, you go to spectate mode. Well, this is the one thing in Modern Warfare, in, in this specific Battle Royale, that's different. So when you die for the first time, you get sent to the Gulag. In the Gulag, you fight a 1v1 match, like a gunfight match, but, you know, it's 1v1 rather than 2v2. And whoever wins gets put back in the game, in the Battle Royale, for free. Nobody has to spend money to revive you. And if you are, for some reason, the last guy alive, and this is your first time going down, you have a chance to come back into the game for free. So it's only like a one-time-per-game thing. If you die, you will get sent to the Gulag. Even if your whole team is eliminated, your whole team will get sent to the Gulag. And if at least one of you makes it out of the Gulag and wins the match, then you can come back into the match and revive your teammates. You have that second chance to do that, which is nice. But at the same time, Warzone, although you there's so many ways you can revive people, rather you know you just straight up revive them, or you uh, spend money to bring them back, or they come back through winning uh, the one v one match in the Gulag. There are many ways you can you know bring people back to life, but at the same time, the matches still go by quick or quicker than any other battle royales out there because it's Call of Duty, it's fast paced. Um, but yeah, so when it comes to playing battle royale. It's, it's, it's a really fun experience, and it's really different. But remember, you can only use the Gulag once. So if you die once, you go to the Gulag, and you die, or your teammate revives you, or if you win the Gulag match and you come back in and you die again, you don't go back to the Gulag. You're, you're actually dead, and you have to, like, you know, um, spectate your teammates. Or if you're the last one alive, then, you know, your team's done. So there is that whole piece to it, too. Um but once you die, and if you have other teammates alive, you'll just go into spectating like normal. But at least the first time you die, they give you a chance to get back in the game. Which I think is cool for Modern Warfare, because it kind of incorporates being able to do 1v1 gunfights in the middle of doing a battle royale. And not to mention battle royale, for those of you that like to grind your battle pass or to rank up quickly, one game of battle royale will probably rank you up. For sure. So if you're looking to get a lot of XP, play Battle Royale. Don't play multiplayer. Spec Ops would be my second option. If you're looking to rank up the quickest, play Warzone or Spec Ops. Two quickest ways to rank up. If you're just looking for competitive multiplayer and you don't really give a fuck about ranking up with the Battle Pass, then I'd play multiplayer. But multiplayer does not give you as much XP as, as any of these other modes. But then again, though, it's double XP weekend right now. So take that with a grain of salt. Um... So yeah, Battle Royale, very different. It's 150 players rather than 100 players. And the cool thing about this is in the right upper hand corner of the screen, they tell you the um, your kills that you have, the amount of people alive, but the amount of teams that are alive. So for instance, you know when you're playing Fortnite or when you're playing Apex and you don't know how many teams are left? Yeah, in Warzone you do. They tell you how many teams and players are left. So that way you're like, this is how many individual people are alive, but this is how many teams we still have to face against. 
And that way they kind of eliminate that whole factor of how many teams are left. Like I know this is how many people, but how many teams are. So that way, for instance, if you're in a situation where you and a full other team are alive and then there's that one extra person where you're like, but wait a minute, the math doesn't make sense. You now know somebody's on their own. So it gives you a chance to be able to kind of, you know, have that uh, expectation. In this update, they also added in a few new things, added in a new shotgun, which I heard sucks balls unless you get good attachments for it, which, you know, kind of makes sense. Sounds like something they would do. Um, A lot of new store items came out, and they also gave you the option to have your mini map as a circle or a square. I'm probably going to switch mine to a square because fucking squares are the way to go for mini maps. And then you can also choose to have it move with you or just stay still, which I'd have mine stay still because, you know, fucking if it's moving on me 24-7, it's just going to confuse the fuck out of me. But yeah, so um, that's pretty much Warzone and what the update entitled. It's a really fun Battle Royale. And, and here's the funny thing. Whenever I say that I like Battle Royale, that means it's good because I fucking hate Battle Royales. Like, I don't like Fortnite. I don't like Apex. I don't even like Blackout. Like, I don't like playing Battle Royale. But this Battle Royale feels so different. And feels so much more rewarding than any other Battle Royale out there that I'm playing the fuck out of this thing. Like, when I get off this podcast, I'm playing Warzone. First of all, I mean, I don't feel well, but I'm playing fucking Warzone. I don't give a fuck. That's first thing I'm doing when I get off this podcast. So, that is all that I have for this part of the podcast. My battery's running low on my laptop, so I'm going to quickly plug that in before I get into my next segment. But so when we come back, we're going to be talking about Doom Eternal for a little quick minute and then uh, wrap up this podcast. So thank you very much for listening to the Warzone segment of this podcast, and we'll see you in the next segment. And welcome back to our last and final segment of the day. So we've already covered Black Widow's final trailer, my thoughts on it. And we've covered Call of Duty Warzone, kind of talking about how the gameplay and how that works. Um, but now we're going to talk about what I'm most excited for, but there's not a fuck ton of news about it. But Doom Eternal. And there's no specific thing we're talking about. It's just Doom Eternal talk completely. Like PAX East shit, um, customization. Like we're going to talk about quite a few things about Doom Eternal. It's not going to take as long as the Warzone or Black Widow talk. It should take about 10 minutes at the most, but we're going to talk about this shit. We're going to bust it out, um, and then we're just, yeah, we're all just, you know, end this, and I'm going to go play some Warzone. So, Doom Eternal uh, tomorrow, this is news for tomorrow. They are launching a, uh, uh, fuck, launch trailer. I was on Instagram earlier, and Bethesda and the Doom account themselves said that launch trailer is tomorrow, and they showed the Crucible Blade. That's all you need to get me hyped. Remember, I have the $90 edition of this game pre-ordered, and it's coming out fucking eight days from tomorrow. So, guys, Doom Eternal's on its way. Like, it's almost here. Like, we need to get fucking ready for this game. I took the the weekend off work, Doom Eternal's launch weekend. I took the whole fucking weekend off just to play Doom Eternal. Like, that's how fucking excited I am for this game, that I took work off to be like, I'm fucking playing this game, so... I'm really, really excited to play this. But, so yeah, we got a launch trailer coming tomorrow. Paxis happened. Hugo Martin actually got to talk about some of the Doom lore, about how the Doom Slayer did, in fact, kill the Titan with his bare fists and the Crucible Blade. And he showed us Atlans, which we've seen before in some gameplay with the uh, 
betrayer in the past and stuff, but the Atlans, which are like the mechs um, from the Sentinel fleet, and they use these to fight against Titans from Hell because not everybody's as strong as the Doomslayer is. So this would be like for other Sentinels that are way weaker than the Doomslayer. The Fortress of Doom is fucking awesome. They got fucking vinyl records in there. The Doomslayer has his own um, PC, his own monitor setup. Uh, he's got his own guitar collection. He's got some books. He's got um, a workbench where he worked on the Praetor suit. Like you can see the remnants of the Doom 2016 Praetor suit. In in this fucking Fortress of Doom. So yeah, although the, the costume changed uh, from the characters, there is still a torso of the Doom 2016 suit in the Fortress of Doom, in his man cave. So if you want to go see like the Doom 2016 suit, it's still in the game. It's just all take you know taken apart and shit. So that's cool, but we also get to see like some of the other um different areas on the map. We got to see the Repertorium more. We got to see uh, the Atlan up close. We got to see uh, all the different rooms that there are and different rewards. There's like three different uh, cosmetics that I know of that you can get on the Fortress of Doom. There's one like really ancient. Uh, it's actually the Marauder suit. Technically, there's one that's the Mar Marauder suit with a helmet, but the Doomslayer is wearing it, so obviously it doesn't look like the Marauder, but the but the armor is what the Marauder wears. And you can get that armor. That's on there. I think there's either a gold or, yeah, a gold version of the Doomslayer's armor as well that you can open up. And you can also know, open up the original Doom Marine armor or the Doom Guy armor from Doom 1993. You can also get that. I think that's like the first one that you can see that you can open up, which I'm going to be opening that one up like the first. <laughs> but I'm not going to do it towards like the end of the game. Like I'll put one Sentinel battery in. And just keep it there towards the end of the game. And then once we get towards the finale, fucking just going to put on the classic suit and rip and tear through the last few missions. So, And spoiler, I'm going to be wearing the Demonic Slayer skin for like majority of the campaign. And then I'm going to switch over to the classic Doom Guy costume towards the end. Uh, like I said, I'm just going to have one set, set uh, Sentinel battery. Or two, I'll at least open it, but I won't go get the suit. I will not go collect the suit until I actually like want to pick it up. So that's the really cool stuff. Um, so yeah, we got to see a few different outfits. We got to see a lot of weapon, um, a weapon mods that you can pick up and, and Praetor suit points that you can pick up. And we've even get, gotten to see the doom hunter. We got to see the doom Slayer fight the doom hunter. And so what it looks like is, for instance, like if you're going to be fighting against uh, soldiers with shields, you want to use a plasma rifle because it kind of turns it like into a explosive device and it blows up all the demons around them. Also, when you're fighting the Doom Hunter, you want to be using a plasma rifle as well to get rid of his shields and switch over to your super shotgun or to your rocket launcher. And you're going to have to kill him technically twice. You're going to have to take his health bar down twice. But once you get him off of his like main structure, the Doom Hunter is actually pretty easy to kill after that. You just shoot him like with a few missiles and he'll be done for, um, which is pretty nice. We've already seen two of the Hell Priests killed. And it sounds like the icon of sin is going to be like the major bad guy to this, uh, to this video game. So that's pretty, uh, interesting. And I'm really excited for, but that's all the major news that we have right now for doom eternal that I've been seeing as of lately. So I, I just wanted to, you know, talk to you guys about it because we are very close to doom eternal. We're like about a week away. So, you know, I just need to get some of this information out. 
because I haven't talked about Doom Eternal in a good hot minute. But I'll be doing a review on Doom Eternal, some gameplay hopefully. But thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed. I hope there was something a little bit here for everybody, for Call of Duty fans, for Marvel fans, and for Doom fans. So there's the, there's a little variety. I think I might start doing podcasts like this more. Like, you know, I'll, I'll get something for Marvel. I'll get something for video games or comics or something. You know, just so that way I have something to talk about for everybody. But... Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I also want to say before we leave, good luck to our girls tonight at their semifinal game. Um, for those of you who haven't been keeping track to our Facebook page, I've been doing a PC Boys Player of the Game for the last three girls games we've had. I did two PC Boys Player of the Games for the boys, but this was back before it was like a big official thing. But then we uh, started announcing it because at our school we do like – um, sports broadcasting on Facebook and we live stream it and stuff and PC boys player of the game started getting announced on there. So now that that's like an official thing, I'm going to be doing uh PC boy boys player of the games for tonight's game. And if they win the championship game. So stay tuned for, for that. If you're into like sports at all, even if you don't know the people and stuff, it's just, it's, it's still more of like a community thing, but um, so Yeah. Just want to wish your girls luck. They better win because I, I wanna I wanna I want them get to the championship. I might even do I might even do a podcast like a straight like play by play podcast about the game. Um, so yeah, but thank you very much for listening to this podcast. I hope you all enjoyed, and I'll catch you all in the next one.